The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast following the most stressful team to watch in the entire history of football. Um, <laughs> not a single thing is done easy by this damn club, but I suppose that's one of the reasons we love it. Um, late heartbreak to talk about, and then the survival picture as well. Happy days. Uh, Mick's back with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. You? Not bad. Thank you very much. Danny's back with us. How are you doing, Danny? Uh, stressed, but it's not a Rotherham season if it don't end in stress, is it? Correct. Yeah. And Tom, how's back with us? How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to bring the positivity back. That's what you've been missing. <laughs> positivity. <laughs> it's what we all need. Um, <laughs> first of all, let's just give it. I want to give everybody a subscribe update because obviously, when we get to a thousand, it will be Danny eating some oh, strung or something like that. Something Swedish fish. Can I do a chip in that? Um, the buyers has been messages saying he's sorted the day out that we're doing it as well. So the writing is already on the wall for this. <laughs> 12 more. Just 12, 12 more needed. Oh, dear. Um, so if you haven't subscribed, go do subscribe and get all your friends and family. Create some fake email accounts if, if you want. I've created a few already. <laughs> no, 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 let's not. Let's do it legit. <laughs> we need the starting 11 and Matt Taylor to subscribe and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we go to the comments, Stephen Adams, it may not be the easy way we usually do it. Uh, Steve Gunner says, we're disappointed to lose in injury time, typical Rotherham. Um, Stephen Adams has a dig at John before he even got it. At least John, at least John in Birmingham got his prediction right. Fancy losing to a team like Blackpool. Um, <laughs> sorry, John. So that would have drive by that. Uh, Reese Kellick and Harvey Kellick with us. Matt Squire, Kim Haywood. Um, a few more with us. Thank you all for being with us. Um, yeah, Shelley IFC says, I know you don't promote betting on here, which we obviously don't, but did anyone see that we were 100 to 1 that Skybet were offering us to be relegated? Three points off, surely mistake. Yeah. Um, 
Let's start with that, mate, because let's start with the positivity. Our odds have got higher to stay up. Um, the bookies think we're even more safe after the weekend. Um, and as Joey pointed out, we're not promoting betting as 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 correct as we've as we mentioned. But it's very rare you see a bookie that gets you know gets something so wrong. It does happen, but it's rare. Um, thoughts because it still I still feel like we're we're not there, but the bookies and the percentages tell us we are almost there. No, we're not there. We're not there, are we? Um, and, and and Sky Sky better a tin put outfit anyway, aren't they? They don't really. Well, they are, with the, with the greatest respect, they are. So they, they don't really, they don't really care because there's very few people going to be going to lumping money on Rotherham, little old Rotherham, for anything. You know, uh, it's pennies to them. So um, yeah, they've got the odds wrong. There's no doubt about it. There's plenty of value there, and if, if you wanted to uh, to lump on it, it's, it's well worth it. Um, I don't think we will go down, but um, yeah, those odds are, uh, are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, for three points clear, Tom. The, the maths obviously get because everybody's playing each other. That's what makes it complicated. If nobody was playing each other, it would all be pretty simple because it's simply three points between everybody. The fact that Huddersfield have got Reading and Cardiff, and obviously Reading have got Huddersfield and Wigan, I think, hmm. makes everything a bit more complicated. They can't all take points. They can't all take three points off each other. Yeah. So that means so basically what it means is that we're in a position with our goal difference. Let's just mm. concentrate on Reading because that's, that's yeah. that makes their life easy for me. Um, they've got to pick up four points, mm. at least four points from Reading, uh, from Wigan at yeah. home, and yeah. Huddersfield away. That's mm. assuming we don't pick up a single more point. Um, that that's a big ask for Reading. Let, let, let's boil it, let's boil it down sort of that way a little bit before yeah. we come on to the Little City game. Based on their season so far, four points is a big ask in their final two games. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know how they've been playing recently, but by the result, it seems like they've had an improvement since Paul Ince left, so maybe that was a catalyst for it. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. You can't really look at our games and, and not look at everyone else's because, you know, although we keep saying it's, you know, it's it's, it's all these other teams, it's it's if if we get one more point, I reckon it's, you know, it's 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 even tougher for uh, Reading to get some um, to get um, a foothold on us. So you've just got to keep looking at the games that we've got. We've got a game in hand as well. One point from these next three games, and I think we're all right. I don't want to hopefully um, be be eating these words at the end of the season. And I hope <laughs> down to the end of the. I hope it doesn't go to that down to the last day because that is going to be absolutely. Nerve, but nerve wracking. Um, but yeah, one. Uh, I think. I think. I know you're not. I know we're not previewing it tonight. But I, I think Cardiff is a not must not lose rather than a must win. And I think every fan's got to look at it like that. If we get anything from the Cardiff game, we're virtually safe. And I think. I think that's how we should look at it from now. Um, hmm. And whatever else happens, you deal with it then. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> trying to be positive about it, but it's it's there. It's yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, but the, the only thing is, Danny, that that point was there. That point was with us. We had it in the back pocket. We were just about to walk out the door, and then the court got hooked by the by Bristol City. Um, <laughs> tough, isn't it? It's just, and I think it was. We'll maybe go into a detail in the game in a moment, but it was really harsh. And I thought, certainly, the second half, I thought we'd done more than enough. 
to come away from a point there. That was a real kick in the gut. <clears throat> yeah, it was. I, I thought we were just about doing enough to um, snatch the game, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, we saw Georgie go down for what looked like a penalty to me anyway. Um, but that wasn't given. But, you know, there was the question of the referee, like, was it already given us one? Will he give us another one? And the answer was no. Um, but we just had that little bit about us where it's like, hey, we could go on and get something from this game. But like you say, we had the, the hammer blow of um, that last-minute winner for Bristol in a game that I don't think we deserve to lose. I think based on the first-half performance, arguably yes, but... Second half, we came out a different team, really took the game to Bristol um, and deserved a point out of it. But, you know, games of football aren't won on deserved points. They're won on goals scored against the opposition. And Bristol found a way, didn't they? I mean, maybe it's us with the flair for the dramatics. You know, like winning, winning at Bristol is a bit too easy. I think we all need to raise the fans' collective blood pressure by 100 each. And then go again into Thursday against Wigan and make it a must-win game because they've just done a quick league table. Myself, we're on the same number of games played, the same number of points, and it's just goal difference between us at the minute. So even a point may not be sufficient. So it's a must-win one for both teams. And should be fun. But anyway, we're to talk Bristol City just for now. Their pies are horrific, by the way. If we, if we get seen, Bristol City again next season, yeah. they're horrific. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. I expected theirs to be pretty good. I don't know why. I'm having Cornish past you next time I go, even though they're not even in Cornwall. But anyway. Um, Nicholas Skinmore says they will just want the set of the winning goal. The ball hitting Woody on the backside, hitting their player in the face, then lands at his feet. Adding into that, the, the fact that Victor pulled off a good save from the initial shot, Mick. It was just one of those moments that you could say, yeah, Woodish maybe should have done better. You could say, yeah, maybe Victor should have come out for it. But it was just one of those things that it just didn't fall right. There were three times, three or four times it could have fell somewhere else. And it just fell to that Vyman. It was Vyman's not going to miss from there. No, it's not. Uh, and you can I've seen people blaming Woody on Twitter, you know, because you know, being face down in six yard box and hitting in our backside in, on your on your backside is something you can do something about, isn't it? Um, you know, and then it's gone up uh, into the face of another player, one of their players. Um, you know, it's just it's just been an almighty scramble. Um, and, and I would have thought that the Bristol player would have been quite embarrassed to celebrate it, to be honest, because <laughs> it was an absolute <laughs> dogma goal, weren't it? You know, um, it, these things happen in football, don't they? I don't I don't blame anybody necessarily for it. I know people are blaming Woody and everything else, which is just mind boggling to me, but that's that that you know. Um it happens. It happens. And we didn't we definitely didn't deserve that. Um definitely didn't deserve it. But you don't get what you deserve sometimes, do you? And and when you're down there and fighting and battling to to stay alive, it it, it never goes your way, does it? No. No. Um, Troop travels around Explorers says we can't be relying on results. We need to win games, not throwing away points late on. Matt Squires agrees with Tom about the Cardiff being not must not lose. Uh, let's talk about the way we started the game. Geraldine Simpson says, as Matt Tiller said, we can't start how we did. We need to play how we did in the second half for the full 90 minutes. This is a bit of a recurring theme over the last month or two. Our first halves are not good enough at the minute, that Tom, on 
on a pretty reasonable basis. You look at the Cardiff game, got abandoned. Burnley in the first half wasn't particularly good. Luton in the first half was terrible. Mm. The, there is a theme here that we that we don't start playing until the 46th minute, essentially. Mm. And had we done that, we'd be in a better position. And that's that's a real that's something that Matt Taylor's got to get his head around. Because that can't mm. if, we, if that happens in the next three games, we'll there's a chance we'll lose all three because these are teams fight of their lives. Yeah, um, and it's also to say as well that we don't finish games particularly well either. The amount of last-minute goals conceded to drop points this whole season has been, you know, if, if we if we'd have kept on at Reading, we'd be three extra yeah. points clear of them, and and it'd be done with. Um, you know, sometimes you've got to say, you know, we we don't start games well and we don't finish games well. We've just got a period in between where we're unplayable. No, it's, mm. <laughs> no yeah, we. It's. I, I don't know whether it's. Ging them up before the game, and at half time they're kind of looking around at themselves and thinking, "Oh, we can do better here." Or if it's to do with we just, I, 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 I've never understood why teams start slow. You always expect teams to come out and straight away into them, but mm. um, the times where we have done that, it's shown, you know, with West Brom and and whatnot. I know we went to go down there, but we were absolutely on top in the first fifteen. Cardiff, yeah. uh, not Cardiff, sorry, Blackburn. Um, you know, as soon as we start well, we 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 maintain it throughout, and it's it, it, like you're saying. As soon as we start the second half well, we mean we maintain it throughout the half. Um, mm. So it's it, I, I've no idea how to g up a team. I've never I've never understood why players don't get up immediately. It doesn't. Uh, yeah. Um, but we we do need to start absolutely going for it from minute one. Um, and if that knackers them, that's why you've got five subs. Um, mm. Simple, um, really. Um, I think it's just a bit more courage, a uh, little less. T- you know, we seem we seem to be quite timid in in important games, and it's all about that courage to go from the first second, um, which I, I think the likes of Rathbone helped with when he came on. Um, I think we've missed him, and you know, we just have to see. We 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 always have to see our Rotherham start off games because then you get a good picture for how the rest of the game is going to go. Mm. Yeah, you do. Uh, John Morell says it, talking about it, he's been in many survival campaigns with Birmingham. So I've survived many of these for relegation battle fights. Don't worry, uh, only worry about yourselves. This time of the season, teams at the bottom turn to prime Barcelona. Just make sure you do your own job. Look at Wigan. Wigan and Black, Black, Blackpool sorry, picking up wins yesterday. Nobody saw either of those results coming. It, I, neither of them can catch us. So, uh, well, Blackpool technically can if they're in both their games, but neither of those are a concern to us. I mean, that might do us a favour. You know, Wigan got ready next week. That could very well do us a favour if we can turn up and try and take it to the final day of the season for them somehow. Um, that'd be quite interesting. Um, Phil, how many more times do we have to make excuses when we only play for 45 minutes? Are we really up for the battle? Um, Nicholas Skidmore says, not much team talk needed before a match on Thursday, apart from saying win and the job is done. Um, yeah, I mean, Danny... This does sell deeper into this a little bit. I was listening to an exit podcast they did with Matt Taylor about two years ago, now, to be honest with you. Um, and it was quite interesting. We were talking about his pre match routine. And one of the things he said was he doesn't, he talks to the players when they arrive at the ground about one o'clock, half past one, and then doesn't talk to them again until basically half time, not in much detail anyway. That's quite interesting for me. I thought it, it, that sounds a bit backwards to me, but it's, it, the, but the frustrating thing about it is it works sometimes. Like, Dan, like Tom's mentioned, Blackburn, West, Blackburn and West Brom, perfect. So many other games, disastrous. It's it's such a chalk and cheese, and it's 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 difficult to make sense of. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm quite surprised to hear that. If I'm being honest, because mm. <clears throat> you would thought that, I mean, Exeter haven't really been in a relegation fight under Taylor. They were more gunning for promotion. So, 
I don't know, maybe the Exodus players knew exactly what they were going for and that was promotion out. Um, and it's a completely different kettle of fish when you're in a relegation fight. I mean, part of me says, yes, the players should know what they're fighting for. Um, but also at the same time, like it's not really a criticism of Taylor, but you would think that if the players are getting up for it, the manager should also get the players up for it. So it's like, right, now. It's like, it's like a double whammy sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, in- interesting that that's the pre-match routine and we've had poor first halves, but then when Taylor speaks to a game at half-time, we've had really good second halves. So that's quite interesting. Um, it's made me want to get into the ground whilst they're still warming up against Cardiff, and it's like, right, Taylor's not said anything, so we will now. <laughs> yeah. No, very surprised to hear that, actually. Yeah, yeah I thought it was interesting. Oh, I, I don't have to other managers the same. I'd be interested to know if, if that's a, a football manager thing. Um, but but again, it, it's all right saying, yeah, so that's why, mate, because I don't talk to players. But again, that Blackburn game, I go back to the Blackburn game, I go back to the West Brom game. I, we've had some really good starts. What, what yeah. would we score against Coventry when we scored a corner in the first five minutes? We got disallowed. We had a great start. Mm. So I, I don't know why I brought up to myself. I'm just causing, I'm just causing arguments about <laughs> my own point I made. Um, but, it, but the start is a problem, though, certainly recently. It has been, yeah. We, we've talked about it many, many times on this podcast, haven't we? And I've banged on and banged on about the fact that when we when we don't play with intensity, we 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 lose. Um, and and you know, if you take that first forty five minutes on Saturday against Bristol, we didn't play really for the first forty five minutes, and we lost. Uh, you know, we're losing at half time. We come out in the second half, and straight away, there's a difference in the team. There's a difference in the approach to the game, and we're back on terms. So it, it's, it, it looks obvious from the outside. I don't really understand why it's not, why it changes from game to game. It's, it's really difficult, really, really difficult to get your head around. And I mean, I, I don't know how much truth there is in what you said there about, um, or how much accuracy, sorry, there is in what you said there about the, the manager and, and when he, when he, he speaks. Pre-match, well, I mean that to me, you know, the manager should be stood at the tr- changing room door, punching him out the door, shouldn't he? You know, <laughs> old school Neil Warnock type, you know, giving everyone a clip round here as he walk out. As he walk up, I'm joking, obviously, but you know, that, that those few first few last few minutes prior to going out are really the times when the the, the players need to be psyched, be, be psyched up. I I accept that they've got a responsibility to do that themselves. But really, that I would have thought that the manager would want to be in their ears. Maybe one of the other coaching staff does it. I don't, who knows? Who knows? Um, and and I, I don't know whether you can really sort of put two and two together and, and come up with with four when we're not when we don't perform very well at first half. But um, yeah, it's a bit weird. That it is a bit weird. But we 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 know we play so much better and we fare so much better when we play with that high energy yeah. every time virtually every time we've played like that mm. we've come out of the game with something mm. well yeah. I would say though did, did, didn't Exeter get a rep for like scoring really late on in their uh, promotion from League oh, 2 God. season I would have to look up that I, I, swear, I swear they had a, a rep for like turning games around in a second half I'll have to ask mate was a Oh, is an Exeter fan but I mm. swear they got a rep for being really notorious for turning games around in second half which Team like Exeter in League Two, you sort of understand it, but yeah. we we in second half. I mean, it took us until April to get points from a losing position, but now we've done it. Yeah. We nearly did it three times. 
Is it three times? Mm. No, four times. So four. it was Bristol was nearly the fourth time. So Which in a very short space. Yeah, because mm. um, there was Swansea and then there was West Brom and then Burnley. Mm. Yeah, so very short space of time. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It's just. Mm. Well, no, it, yeah. very interesting retail. I mean, every manager's different, aren't they? I mean, we're used to previous manager. You could really picture him being in dressing room, getting everybody yeah. geared up and everything. And, you know, previous manager might have had cups of tea waiting for all players for all <laughs> we know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, where's the comment gone? Uh, there was a comment about uh, Taylor doesn't celebrate when the team scores. I think, yeah, from Troopers, uh, I think... That's Matt Taylor's whole ideology. He doesn't get wrapped up in that moment. He yeah. gets wrapped up in it when the game's done. Yeah, you know, it's like he came over to the fans at Bristol and clapped the effort having because he knew we'd we'd been um, undone right at the last minute. And so, he's a complicated machine, Matt Taylor, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he is. Uh, and also, what yesterday one of the first times I saw I, I saw this in game that he, he was having to go to the players in the first half for not pressing, yeah, for not getting up. And that, that's I've never really seen that before. It does suggest, Tom, that it's this was more down to the players, mm. that they weren't doing as, as essentially as they asked, because I've not seen them get at the players like that during the game on the touchline before. No, maybe yeah. They mentioned the three-day, three-game week. That maybe that's part yeah. of it as well. Too many changes, I don't know. Yeah, that that's all that you can really suggest is that, I mean, Hugo's ill, there's people carrying injuries, expecting them to play as hard fought as they did against Burnley in that second half and then do it again for 90 minutes a couple of days later. It's 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 a tough ask. Um which is why he probably brought in the extra squad depth. It's just unfortunate that they've they've all got injured uh, at various points and were were low uh, on numbers because I think he'd love to have changed the team around more than he has been able to. Um so so in that regard you can kind of view it as if we had a bigger squad would we uh, change a bit more and would we um, go at teams a bit more and then like you're saying if if he's telling the players you know you've got to get up you've got to press higher you've got to press harder um, and then they come out in the second half and do that is it because the plans changed halfway through the first half mm. is it because um, the players aren't actually responding to the to the tactics it's, it's there's several factors down to it but as Mick said, every single time we put on a hard, high press, um, we get after them on the front foot. We always come out with a result, whether it's a win, a draw, or, or a, you know, a huge effort from every single player. We always come out afterwards feeling like the, uh, we're justified with what we've got. Um, whereas recently, you know, a lot, a lot of games um, you can view, and we've just started poorly. We've not pressed. We've not hassled um and then we come out at the end of it and think well maybe this is our just just rewards and it's it's unfortunate um but it could be down to numerous factors it could be down to tactic change it could be down to personnel it could be down to um individuals not as fit as they appear to be kind of aspects you know uh, so yeah but this thursday it's or more or less all or nothing. I know I said an, it's a not lose. Yeah, because the more I think about it, the more I think if it's a draw, you know, it's still borderline. So if they just absolutely put everything out on that pitch on Thursday and they get their reward, the scenes afterwards are going to be completely reward, like justified. Mm. And that's all that should be running through their heads from this second to that second. Um, is imagine the feeling when they do win and when they do stay up 
Um, that would be like unlike any feeling that any of them have felt in their careers potentially, um, and that should just be absolutely flowing through all of them, um, especially Taylor. And Taylor should be the first person to state that to them. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go back to the start, Danny. We have the miraculous recovery of Victor Hansen to mention. To be honest, mm. um, <laughs> Matt Taylor suggested that he wouldn't be fit. Um, we all sort of thought, you know, it's Victor. If Victor's if he, if he's only fifty percent fit, Victor's going to play, and Victor played, and he did a good job, Danny. There's no, yeah, there's not, he's not really his performance isn't worth mentioning. It's sort of his, his fact he played is, is the part that's worth mentioning. He, he had a good game without being spectacular. Yeah, well, well that's just Victor. To be fair, I mean, <clears throat> not to excuse the goals we conceded or anything, but I do think their first goal came from our lack of press, which we've just mentioned Taylor was going apoplectic at him about. Um, and then the second ball, uh, second goal, it's pinball, could go mm. anywhere. So again, it's not like Victor's made a complete hash of something. Um, but I was honestly very surprised to see him starting. Yeah, I well. thought he, he might be on the bench as a bit of a, you know, we'll go again Thursday, see how you are in that space of time. But I was very surprised to see it. It's great that he's back, don't get me wrong, and that his shoulder has recovered at least to a playable level in such in such a short space of time. Um, and yeah, Victor was just steady. One, two. He was as steady as a goalkeeper could be where the defence didn't press properly and then the second, the winning goal was a pinball thing. Other than that, he pulled off some clever saves, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he did. A couple more changes were that Tyler Blackett came in for Richard Wood and Fosu came in for Fergie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Richard Wood came out, make a few people made, made mention of this as being a potential factor. My encounter would be, yes, I would have started Richard Wood, but he's not played in forever. And he's played what were he, half an hour on last Saturday, nearly 90 minutes on on Tuesday. To ask him to play another 90 minutes on Saturday is probably a bit too much of an ask. But Richard Wood would have been great having that starting lineup. It would. I don't know it made any difference to that first goal. Um you know, maybe if we'd have brought him, maybe just maybe if we'd have brought him on, and then changed him for Tyler Blackett, the shape of Tyler Blackett's backside might be different to Woody's, and it might have bounced a different <laughs> <way>. <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, I, I get. I, listen, listen, I've got a lot of love, a lot of love for Richard Wood, as 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 every single brother United supporter. Uh, but I think that was probably. Possibly a step too far, expecting him to play another ninety minutes. Um, given that, given that, as you've just said, there he's not played all season, so I, I don't, I don't see the justification or any criticism for, for for making that change. To be honest, and I don't think it impacted the game. So, mm. you know, it is, it is what it is, really. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, Tom, in terms of the first goal, it was a really good goal. The cross was brilliant, and the header was absolutely brilliant. Victor had absolutely no chance. So for all for all the fact that we just let him play a little bit, it took a, a moment of brilliance to sort of score against us. Yeah, that that yeah. I mean, everyone's going to look at that and say, you know, it was a good goal, and f- fair enough, it was. But you've got to, you know, kind of say if we'd have been at it and been on the front foot, would they have had yeah. those kind of opportunities? You know, you never know. But like you said, it's a great cross and a great. Uh, diving header, well, whatever kind of improvised header that it was, and you know, 
God, well, you make me lucky when the season. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, it, 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 it looks a really good header, but it, 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 the, what actually happened was Conway realised there was a defender behind him. We were in the process of throwing himself on the floor and he just hit him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, you can just yeah, just argue that it was a good goal. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's all you can really say. But then it's how you react from that. And the last yeah. couple of times we've gone behind, we've reacted really well. Unfortunately, not quite as well in that first half, but it took till half time until we actually sort of switched on, which again is another issue um, that it kind of takes a goal or a moment of something and just to kind of switch us on, which again is not um, what should be happening. They should be out there and up from the get go, but yeah, can't really argue with it. No. Uh, we'll talk about the other goal in a minute. Um, Phil, but Phil says on Fossil, can you explain, guys, why Fossil's attitude appears so disinterested, a clearly effective player, and so disappointing in his performances? I just wonder if Danny were asking him to play. He he doesn't seem an intense character. No. He doesn't seem like somebody who's going to run the man down. For what, whether that's right or wrong, that's just the type of player he is and has been for us so far. Even when he's been brilliant, mm. it wasn't like he was energetic and all over the place. And I think at the minute we need somebody to be a bit more energetic and a bit more mobile. But that's just far away fossil players. So if if you're going to play him, you have to accept that, that, if, that that's how he plays. You're not going to change him in the two months he's been here, really. I, I don't think. No, uh, I mean, <clears throat> we, we've... No, I'm still here, don't worry. Um, <laughs> the, the question lagged, so I, I got the question. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for, for me... For me, Fozzo, he's been he's been a little bit hot and cold, if I'm being honest. Like yeah. when he's been on, on on form, he's been unreal. But when he's not on form, you can really tell. And like you say, he does seem very standoffish with um, you know pressing the ball on his man um, in whichever position he occupies. But I also agree that you're right. When it comes to this final running, we need people who are going to up, uh, upset the other team trying to play their way and pressing the ball. It's like like we said, we weren't effective pressing the ball in the first half and their goal came from us not being effective in the press. All right, fair enough, it was the back line, fair enough. But with everybody else, we saw how intense we are when we operate on the press and mm. it really does disrupt teams, um, especially teams higher up because they don't expect it. And maybe Fozzie was occupying that position because, you know, like, again, Ferguson's one of the more quote-unquote senior players, even though he's not actually that old. Um, and then Bramall, yeah, or, or even Helder coming in. It's, there's a lot of factors to weigh up, but I think with with, with the running we've got, personally, I'd take Fozzo out and have the high-pressing sort of players in, you know, like your, your Rathbones, your, your Fergies and stuff like that. Maybe that's the plan for Thursday, who knows? Mm. Um but yeah, it's just that Fozzo didn't seem very effective. I did ha- I did have um, a chat with some of my mates in the away end, and I went, the subs I'd make is I'd take Keener, Blackett and Fozzo off at half-time, so you get that immediate switch, but then that's mm. too much of an overload at half-time, isn't it? Um, mm. I was very surprised that Blackett went off first, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I was um, But anyway, but yeah, it's just very hot and cold. For Zoom, which at this point in the season you don't need, if I'm being honest. Yeah. John Morell rightly points out Fossil's always been a bit of a flair player. He doesn't really have that work ethic off the ball, and one of the reasons they've made it at Brentford. 
and that that were fine, you know, against Sunderland. You know, when the games are a bit less intense, there's less riding on them. I think we, I think you can get away with that. Mm. Um, not sure this is the time of the season that it's it works. And uh, Donna's spotted scrimmage goal. Many people are going to shoot. Foster seems allergic to shooting from certainly from mm. outside the area. When he finds himself, it looks to find himself in really really good positions right on the edge of the area at the, the, a really good angle, and he just sort of refuses to shoot sometimes, which is a little bit confusing. I think sometimes um, it look almost scared to lose possession yeah. as well. I mean, you, you would have thought that Fozzo got his first goal in two years. You'd have thought that would give him a bit more confidence. Mm. Just go, go on, just have a crack. And yeah. we've come back to that that point again where we were saying just before the West Brom game, we need to have a crack at goal more. Mm. And it seems like we've got to that point again. If you've got your sending to space and you, you this, the opening appears, no matter which position you are, we're at a point in the season where it's like, it's like have a go, what could happen? Yeah, you know, we seem to hold the ball a little bit too much on the edge of Bristol's 18-yard box, and then we lost possession anyway, or mm. the scoring the scoring chance went away. But if it falls to your edge 18-yard box and there's no other options, it's have a crack. You might score. It might be winning goal. Ollie Rathbone's a perfect example of that. Exactly, and the Dauphin as well. Yeah, the Dauphin. When, when yeah, the, yeah. which goal was it where he scored absolute worldy from about 20 yards out? Which goal? Which game was Blackburn. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, if you get opportunity. Granted, he's more likely to be the players who don't shoot very often. For example, yeah. off. he's had a crack and he scored, and that's set as well in a way one of our stronger starts. Mm. It makes you think against Bristol when we were down opposite end to away end. If that opportunity broke, because I think there were one way it opened up perfectly for Keener and he didn't mm. shoot. Yeah, if he'd yeah. have shot, like it's if some maybes, I get that. But if he'd have shot and it went in, that's our strong first half. Mm. But that didn't happen, and then. Bristol built and then they were one 0 up just after fifteen minutes. Mm. So my yeah. my message to the players, granted none of them were watching, you might be nearly <laughs> subscribe if you are. Um, <laughs> just have a pop. When mm. we play Cardiff, if the opportunity breaks to you early on, have a pop because it puts mm. Cardiff on the back foot and it puts you in a good mindset to carry on. Yeah. Um Shelley, I think Ryder points out, see that's where we miss Rathbone and Wiles. They both shoot when they have the yeah. chance. Yeah, they certainly do. Mm. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, let's talk about our goal, Mick. This is interesting because we won a penalty. <laughs> Josh Smith, who was the referee, gave us a penalty. I don't think it's a penalty, to be honest with you. And we'll talk about the other incident with Georgie in a minute. Well, I don't think this is a penalty. I think the referee, I, I think referee has been completely suckered in by Hugel, who's won it. I think. It, well, I mean, it, it's worth talking about all three penalty incidents all in one go, isn't it? Because there were three penalties as well. The three penalty incidents within the game, um, 
and the referee got one of them right, um, and that was the the Bristol one. Yeah, which which was a clear dive. Mm. It was a clear dive. Um, so he got that bang on right, absolutely. The the one he gave us is not a penalty. It's not a penalty. Um, Hugo's gone down so easily; it's ridiculous. And 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 there's an argument that even if, well, well, it, it just weren't a penalty. Um, and I, 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 I suspect the referee probably recognised that after he'd given it very quickly, yeah. very quickly, and as a consequence. The clear penalty on Georgie <laughs> Kelly wasn't given, yeah. um, so it's it is what it is. It's a difficult job for a minute, and 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 to be fair, uh, a lot of credit goes to him for for not buckling and giving that Bristol one uh, because he could quite easily have given that. Um, so, so yeah, it, it weren't a penalty, but we, yeah, again, you've got to check it, haven't you? You've got no, to have to give that one. You've got to, yeah. And um, so, so yeah, we were lucky. We were lucky there. Um, but I suspect had we not got it, we would have got one anyway. Mm. Yeah, I think he'd have given that. Yeah, two and a half decisions, Mike Miller. Two and a half decisions by the referee got them got them the wrong way round. Yeah, yeah. Google dove and and George was was barred off the ball. Football. Is, the saying is in football, it evens itself out. It evened itself out within about fifteen minutes, which I've never never quite never seen so quickly. No. no. There's another. There were another interesting bit with the referee, which I couldn't get my head around. He gave a free kick for their for for their player interfering with Victor kicking the ball. He didn't book him. But didn't book him. Yeah, it's a, it's a booking, surely. I thought it's a booking. Yeah, when you when you yeah. interrupt their kick, I thought it was a booking. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, there you go. I mean, we've seen such theatrics from other um, centre forwards on the goalkeeper. I'm surprised he gave it. To be fair, a few people sort of. I mean, it's like, what's he given that for? It's like. Interfering with his goal kick. I mean, look what happened with um, oh, um, can't remember, can't remember his name. Burnley player on M3. He were interfering with him yeah, taking yeah. the kick, and no that's happened. Yeah. But then that's the first time I've seen one of them given that I can remember. Anyway, yeah. Um, he didn't need yeah. to give it. The, the kick was fine. He didn't actually need yeah. to give the kick. It was mm. it were odd, really odd. Yeah, I, I think it might be because he actually raised his leg uh, mm. to act yeah. to properly interfere with it, which. Again, yeah, that you can't do that. Uh, but I thought they were a booking as well because it's interfering with um, a dead ball situation, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's got... only a, a booking if you touch it and if you get physically in the way of maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. Um, don't know. That's a risk on there, isn't it? Mm. Um, the, the consensus in the comments is that it wasn't a penalty, the one that was given, but the one that was not given was a penalty. Yeah. I think. I think everybody's right. Uh, Mick Mike Miller says, "Yeah, you're right, Mick. There should have been a caution. Unsportsmanlike behaviour. Yeah. He's always been a caution. Mm. You know, whenever I've seen it, it's always been a yellow. So, I've, again, I don't want to dig out the referee. I just thought I, I thought in general he had a poor game referee. I th- it was really dismissive of the players. You know, when players went to talk to him, it was always mm. pushing. I didn't really like that, but they shouldn't be going to. Him, I suppose. Is the, is the I mean, it's, it's unusual for that to, that lad who got to give away the free kick to be unsportsmanlike, isn't it? Yeah." <laughs> Never, you know, never think it, would you? Yeah. Um, which was the uh, the situation where he pulled it up and one of their players properly lost his head at the referee and got booked for it? When he stormed up to it with Iman, who scored goal. Ah, 
But, but yeah, he, he, something happened and he proper went up to the referee and got booked for having a paddy at him. And it's like, I didn't know quite what it was. I think we well, gave a foul, didn't he? It ref, I think the referee gave a foul because he thought Vyman fouled Rathbone. I think he was saying that Rathbone pulled him down, I think. Right. I mean, not watched it back. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Tom, penalty incidents. Uh, you, same as Mick, he got one right, two, two wrong way round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and does that quite justify it? I don't know. Um, two wrongs made a right, maybe? Yeah, but it's always, it's always that case of it's it's consistent, but it's being consistently <laughs> poor. So I, I don't know. I mean, upon first, you know, seeing it and being like, well, fair, we got a penalty that wasn't, and then we didn't get a penalty that was, you kind of think, oh, on the balance of things, yeah, but... But to it, you know, if this game was two months ago and that happened, you'd be fair enough. But it's you know, it's one of the last yeah. five games of the city. You've got four games left. Every decision matters. If that goes in, then and it's mm. two one to us, and then we're, you know, it's either two yeah. two or we win the game, and then it's virtually so. So then looking back at it, you think, yeah, he made an error making the wrong decision with the Hugo penalty. Fair enough. But then do you make another separate mm. bad decision to make up for that other bad decision? I don't know. <laughs> Personally, at the time, I thought, yeah, fair enough. Um, but looking at it now, is that not a kind of lax of, you know, kind of morals? I, I, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. It's like how clear a penalty did it need it to so be? Yeah, him to give it like mm. an absolute, you know, yeah. yeah that's what it's I mean. Like, it's like we say with Georgie, we say <clears throat> it was barged off the ball, but it was barged off the ball whilst their play was mid slide tackle. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. Hugo's took a long time to get given and all, didn't it? He did. He seemed to think about it a really long time. Yeah. It gets even was, worse. I didn't think he was going to give it. It's like, oh, he's took a while there, but then he gives it. I thought, because he took so long, when he, when he whistled, I thought they were going to book Hugo for diving. Mm. <laughs> because it was, a, it was a dive. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, it, almost like he's thought, was, was that um, basically an incident? Yes, it was. What is it? Oh, it's a penalty. Yeah. It's like any, anyway. So, anyway, I, so I thought George's were a penalty as well. Yeah, yeah. it was. And I was absolutely furious that it didn't get given. Yeah. Uh John Morrell. Uh, they had Keith Stroud on Saturday and he even said to himself halfway through the game, Shut up, you sound like Mick to himself. <laughs> 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 well, Mick, you're does that mean you were an influencer now, Mick? You're just I'm an influencer. I best get myself an Instagram. Account. <laughs> hey, when we get to a thousand subscribers, you will be classed as an influencer, Mike. Correct. Uh, Correct. Um, yeah. So there we go. Let's. That that brings on to George Kelly, though, Danny. The penalty obviously should have been given. Hugel did okay again, but he didn't have the energy. Georgia comes on. The energy is right there, right there, right there. May have been harsh bringing Hugel off after he scored the penalty, maybe. Um, but Georgia gives us something different. It, it's strengthening the shout to give two strikers up top because I think Hugo and mm. Kelly would work well together. It's, the, it's sort of the, the big, the big bulky man who wins the headers with the man who can, who's got the legs. It, it just looks like it's going to work. Yeah, um, effectively the writing's on the wall for it to work. Mm. But with three games left, do you make that much of a big decision? Like I know it, it sort of worked uh, last season taking Ladipo out after a string of poor games, but Hugo's nowhere near that. Yeah. It's just that he's a bit under weather because he's had effectively is it a virus or a f- oh. or flu, something like that. Um, but even with that, he still had the, the nerve to score the penalty and he still puts himself about. But that's 
the thing that's going to be Matt Taylor's head. Do you twist it with three games left? Do you play two up top against Cardiff because you know unpredictability, effectively? Um, but then who was your backup striker? You know, because Washington's yeah. out. Um, well, I suppose you could have Eves. Don't fancy him clearly, does he? No. Well, so he's still someone on the bench <clears throat> if you need to make that change. And I suppose Georgian Eves would sort of work, kind of. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're talking yeah. about writing on the wall. The writing on the wall now says we'll play two up top against Cardiff. Hugo will go off uh, like 60 minutes. He's still not feeling well. Eves comes on and scores winner. <laughs> in Georgie Kelly fashion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly gets rag, Kelly gets ragged down, and it should be a penalty. Then he scores. Mm. That's definitely wishful thinking. Anyway, <laughs> um, Donna says Georgie doesn't play for ninety minutes. He loves Georgie, but doesn't. I think that's also a fair point. Could he? Could he play mm. with that energy for ninety minutes? Probably not. Um, Shelley, Georgie did the hard work winning the ball from the keeper's pass, then slipped. You couldn't write it. He slipped and still nearly scored. Mm. <laughs> um, still a shot on target. Still mm. a shot on target. We had shots on target, which is which was better than the, like, the last away game. We scored as well. Mm. Um, you're failing to miss the sitter Bristol, Bristol missed. Alex Scott put it over the bar. Oh, the uh, one from about yeah. four yards out? Yeah. That was funny, that. <laughs> that was, <laughs> well, Alex Scott put a Conway. I thought he was he's a great player and all. He just he's won just the won, uh, young player of the year, hasn't he, Alex? Yeah, Scott? I saw that notification pop up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, we are recording while the EFL awards on. If if the team of the season gets gets announced while we're recording, we'll talk about it. But there's a chance Victor will win goalkeeper. Um, who knows with the EFL? It could be Vincent Company for all I know. Um, I'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, yeah. So the the relegation picture, Mick. And it was only a point. Let's let's work down. It was only a point. I know the the, the it hurt to lose the game, but it was only a point that was lost. We didn't mm. lose. We didn't lose two two points and it go to one or lose three points like we did at Burnley. So is that is that fair or do you think it was a huge huge point that we've just spilt down the drain a little bit? Well, you could argue both sides of that, couldn't you? You know, because yeah, had we got a point, it would have made a big difference. As it turned out. It didn't make any difference whatsoever because we were in the same position as we were before we started the game, but with one game less to play. So the argument would be that we're slightly in a slightly better position than we were before, uh, despite losing. But it, it's sickening to, for it to happen so close to the end of the game. You know, when we've been on top towards the back end of that second half, realistically, there was only one team going to score another goal. Um, you would have argued because of the way that the, 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 the momentum in the game had, had shifted. So I don't know. I don't it doesn't make it doesn't make a massive difference to the to to the relegation picture. Um at, at, you know now we're at the end of the weekend. But what it does do is it keeps us in that mix which we could have done with being out of. Um, but we're still in the box seat because we've got more games than everybody else to play. Two of them are at home. Um, the most difficult one game for me, I think, is going to be Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, Cardiff, Cardiff are scrapping the same as we are. Um, a bit of a corner, aren't they? Yeah, uh, there's no doubt that all the all the nonsense that that sits around that abandonment to the previous game will have will have spurred them on a little bit. Just you know, 
despite whether it's you know, even though it is absolute nonsense. Um, so we, we we play Middlesbrough, who, with the greatest respect, I, I suspect are going to be looking. They've got at least one eye on the playoffs. You know, they they can only go up to third um, in their last two games of the season, and third or fourth makes virtually no difference whatsoever. Uh, it might be a couple of grand more prize money, but you know, with a so, so they're, they're going to be wanting to rest players. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just it's, it, I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. No. <laughs> I'm, gonna um, oh, sorry. I'm gonna support somebody else, okay? Yeah, um. <laughs> Don't asking the questions. Can yeah, Millsborough can still just about make the top two. They play Monday night yeah. against Luton. Uh, the winner, if, if there is a winner of that, they will go within four points of Sheffield United with two games left. Sheffield United will have four games left, so it's very very unlikely Luton or Middlesbrough will go up. There is a chance, um, ah. but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chaos, isn't it? It's just mm. mad. Um, what do you expect? I just thought, we're going to do it. End of, end of April will be comfortable. We can get the Hawaiian shirts out, have a cocktail. <laughs> we'll be on the beach. It'll be lovely. No, got to worry. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to um, put your worrying hat on even further, Matt. If you look at... Um, the calendar that's coming up, like match day wise, and when when teams actually play, it's so complicated. The end of this yeah, season, because obviously um, with Middlesbrough playing Luton, that's up the top end. But if you look at purely the bottom seven, which is effectively all the ones we need to keep our eyes on, you've got um, someone in that bottom seven playing somebody else in the bottom seven on every single match day. Apart from when Huddersfield play Sheffield United on May the fourth, so you so you've got us playing Cardiff on Thursday, you've got um, Huddersfield's uh, playing Cardiff, Cardiff. yeah, you've got Huddersfield playing Cardiff, you've got um, Reading playing Wigan on the same weekend, <laughs> and then on the final day you've got Huddersfield playing um, Reading and then us playing Wigan. So this, this, it shouldn't go down. It, sh- it should not go down to that. If it goes down to that, then these next two get you know, it would be typical Rotherham United to get a draw at both at both these next games because yeah. you know we, we we always perform against teams we don't expect to perform against. Look at West Brom, Sunderland, Blackburn, all teams you know fighting top end of the pitch for the playoffs. Um, when we're a bit more relaxed and a bit more of an underdog, we tend to be a bit more calm in our play. We tend to take more shots. We tend to be more at it because we're just the underdog and that's the kind of mentality. Whereas if it's teams around us, like the Cardiffs and the Reddings and the we, mm. we're timid, we're you know, too scared to make these risky passes, these risky balls, and it's just, yeah, I'd, I'd honestly not be surprised if we even lost it against Cardiff and then won against Borough. I would, it would not surprise mm. me because it's no, just... Me neither. <laughs> It's just a sort of team that morale, team, you know, we're not meant to beat these, so let's go out and do them. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous, but I, I hope to God that by Monday we're just laughing and it's all awesome. Sunday. We're just, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's not, it's not, not on Monday, isn't it? 
Yeah, but Reading, Reading play Saturday. So if we get something on yeah. Thursday... Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Uh, Black, Blackpool, is it Blackpool? Blackpool play Friday. Then you've got Reading... Well, Sky have got 10 games on... And the 10 game, 10 yeah. games in 10 days live on to Saturday. So that's why we're playing Thursday. What? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It gets but, even but again, more, yeah. Oh dear. It gets even more complicated if you factor in the points <laughs> the points that are available to every team until the last day of the season. That's why only, we're so heavy favourites to stay up. Yeah, there's only one match day left <laughs> where every single team in the bottom seven is playing for the same number of points and it's the final day of the season. Because as it stands, um where are we? Um we've we've got we've got us, Cardiff and Huddersfield all playing for nine points. And then QPR, Reading, Blackpool and Wigan all playing for six points. Um, but Huddersfield don't play Sheffield United until May the 4th. <laughs> no, right? they play... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go yeah, on, sorry. So, so they, so they um, play Cardiff on the 30th. Yeah. So, they, so they haven't played at all because Sheffield United in FA Cup. So it'll go... It'll then go to 6-6. Six, six, um, um, everybody playing for six, apart from Huddersfield. Everybody playing for three, apart from Huddersfield. And then everyone playing for three after Huddersfield play Sheffield United. So yeah. it's so unpredictable. I, I, you have no idea how many situations I've written out. And it's just like, I don't even know. <laughs> the algorithms are just... Yeah. I, don't, I, I do not even know anymore. It's one of them where it's just like, the only time we'll actually know what's at stake fully... Is probably on the final day of the season. Don't say that. We're, all, we're all playing for the same number of points. Because uh. Huddersfield can still throw a spanner into the works by beating Sheffield United. We can throw a spanner into the works by putting distance between us and Cardiff. Or Cardiff can throw a spanner into the works by beating <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> it's so um, complicated. I'm not knowing anything like it. I'll go back to John's yeah. comment. It says, I'll have a few cocktails for us. The beach is rather boring. Yeah, but it's not complicated, is it? You're going to think <laughs> about it on the beach, have you? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, I, I'm, I am nervous, as, as every other Rodham fan is, but you've got to, for me, I'm, you've got to take a step back. You've got to look at this. We're in a situation now, I was tweeting some of that yesterday, Reading have to pick up at least four points in their next two, in over two games to overtake mm. us. They've they've gone. They're going to beat Huddersfield in that. They've got to take points off Huddersfield. If they take points off Huddersfield, that means they're less likely to overtake us. Much less likely to overtake us. Because when one of Huddersfield bank bankers, you would say, is a home game to Reading. So there's, there's the, most of the permutation. <laughs> you know, most of the things you look at put us in the driving seat. They put us so heavily in the yeah. driving seat. That's why we're so 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 uh, so. People feel like we're so safe. I suppose the question is, Tom, can you see us going through these? If we don't pick up any more points in these last three games, we're in trouble, big trouble. If we yes. lose all three, yep. can you really see that happening? Losing what would be four games in a row? Oh, why, why have you asked that? <laughs> I can't see it happening. I, don't, I, I've got, I, I can't there. see it happening. I can't, I, no, I, I, I can't see it happening, no. I just don't want it to have to come to the last day away at Wigan, yeah. which is a... It's, oh, yeah. Matt not, not complicated. Reading really lose one of their next two games, it's over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's without us picking anything up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've not even thought about it like that. I've just been focusing completely on us. Yeah. No, absolutely. If they lose on Saturday, then we're we're, we're fine, right? Right. Because goal difference. Our goal difference would be yes. ten better, nine or ten better. Yeah. 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 So if they, so yeah. Okay. Ma- mathematically, no. 
but probability is like 98% yeah. safe or something like that, wouldn't it be crazy? Yeah, so theoretically, it does kind of come down to reading as well, which is a bit harsh considering their point deduction, but we, we take anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, if Reading just lose, it do everyone a favour. Um, I could see losing to Wigan. Wigan have been great in the last couple of weeks. They have, which is why I don't want it to go to the last day of the season, <laughs> because that way it's, it's a lot more. Yeah, I yeah, hypothetically, we... Um, we 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 don't pick up any more points, and it, you've still got a you've still got Reading to mm. at least win one, if not yeah. two, and then draw the. So it's a lot of odds. I think all that I I know Danny's gone to some extent to um, look at every single team below us that could get that. But I think if we look about it theoretically, we should just look at um, Reading. We should just focus on Reading because it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I'm thinking about blocking John Morrell. He's put you watch Reading will win 5 0 to compete. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, please, um, let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> when, when else has there been a really dodgy result involving Wigan in the championship revolving a relegation battle? Well, no, that's never happened before, has it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Danny, where do you, and we've, we've talked about the permutations, we've talked about what could happen, what might happen. How do you feel about it? It's taking a step back, trying to take your Rotherham United cap off for a minute. <laughs> pretend, you, pretend you're a Birmingham fan. Pretend you're John Morrell for a minute. How do you see the relegation battles uh, settling up? Because we know how difficult it can be. But surely from the outside, we're in the box seat, other than QPR and, and Cardiff in the box seats for safety. Um, I would say, from, from an outside perspective... Over the previous match day, I'd say QPR did extremely well Very to get a result against Burnley. That's the surprise result of the weekend. Um, but season. Over the season, probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ainsworth Ball at its finest, like <laughs> 20%. You know, one of their midfielders that didn't complete a single pass, weren't they? Yep. <laughs> 60 minutes with no passes. I'm surprised Ball lasted that. Anyway, um, <laughs> excuse me. From an outside perspective, looking at the table as it stands, Right now, it's still more or less anyone's game, apart from maybe Wigan and Blackpool, because if they mess up effectively any of their next two games, I mean, if they'd have lost one of their games at the weekend, it would have confirmed relegation anyway. Mm. Um, so they are they are on the tightest of tight ropes at the minute. Reading is mm. still on a fairly tight rope. Because, like we've just said, if they probably lose one of their next two, it's all but confirmed, <laughs> barring goal difference. Um, Huddersfield are effectively going to do something because it's Neil Warnock. Uh, I think it was John Morrell that put <laughs> Warnock's basically going to beat Sheffield United. So it's like, right, okay. Um, yeah. And then Rotherham v Cardiff is just the spice that's in there, isn't it? So for, for me, it's one of the tightest. Wow relegation scraps because they're all playing each other and that's why I think it's so entertaining but as a Rotherham fan it's bloody stressful mm-hmm. yeah you read in our 11 games without a win they are they are horrific they are in horrific form um Huddersfield are in mixed form um they, they've picked up under Warnock but they haven't picked up enough to sort of say oh, they're gonna win seven points four points from the last two games they're still well in the fight um, to be honest with you, Mick Cardiff for the team that who I think are going to sail away from it relatively comfortably. <laughs> the the pickup in their form recently has been 
pretty good after the South Wales derby. I think the South Wales derby has really kicked him up the backside, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, so I could see, but then it wouldn't surprise me for us to beat him 4 0. I don't think we're going to win 4 0, but you could see it happening, couldn't you? It's just our yeah. season's just illogical. Yeah, I mean that 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 sort of uh, that sort of defeat to your, to your local rival is gonna is gonna put cat amongst pinions in it, and you know they they they've improved massively since then, um, and they've improved massively since we played them, um, because that was the worst game of football I have ever seen in my life at, at Cardiff City Stadium, no bar, bar none. Um, so so yeah, they're, they're they're a decent side. There's no doubt about it. They've obviously got quality in the side, so. Um, I, I can't see them being in this mix, and they are below us. So, you know, we're we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of fretting about ourselves, and there's a team below us that I don't think are going to be in the mix, and I don't think Huddersfield will be in the mix either. So, so, so why should we be? Um, I understand why we why we're worrying about it because of of what's happened previously. Um, we've got enough in this squad to 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 to, to keep us keep us out of out of the mix on that last day and I, I hope that we're able to just seal it in the next two next two games we've got two games at home let's surely we can get two points out of that if at least I hope um, that's great as well yeah so we'll have to wait and see but it's it's, it's always interesting back in the season isn't it? Uh, and we always seem to be in the interesting part of it yeah interesting being the word yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, stressful, unnecessary. Mm. Um, all those words. Um, Mike Mill says, Yeah, Cardiff did miss a penalty yesterday as well, which obviously would have put them, maybe not mathematically safe, but on the verge. Uh, John, John, John Rell responds to Mike saying Blackpool won't do it. They were uh, pure pony yesterday, says against Birmingham. Um, Chris Page says, It's Rotherham United, it's Cardiff, Borough, Wigan. We could easily bomb in all three. <laughs> yeah, we, we could. could. We could also. You could also take nine points out of it. Yeah, yeah. genuinely, yeah. it could literally go either way. Yeah, and that's why that's why I don't think that's why I think we'll be fine. Mm. Because could you see taking it half? I can't see Reading picking up six points. Look, based on their season, I can't mm. see Huddersfield picking up nine points. Or I could maybe see four. We are we we are unlikely to double. All three of those teams are beatable for us, especially being at home. Two of them. Um, that's why I think we'll pick up at least three or four points from that from that set of fixtures. Um, I've still got the faith in this team. <laughs> like, I've got nervous, same nervous as everybody else, but I, I I still got the faith that these this team will stay up um, before the Wigan game. Mm. It goes to the Wigan game, all bets are off, aren't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. <sighs> I just doubt a Dolphin don't score in ninety sixth minute. <laughs> yeah. John Morales said I see Reading getting four points no idea what that does to us a lot depends on what Huddersfield do yeah. if, they get, if they get four yeah. points and Huddersfield don't win either of their other games that's perfect because Huddersfield can't overtake us um, so if, Reading, if, if John sees Reading get four points we need at least one d- depending on Huddersfield mm. depending on Huddersfield yeah well, well even then if, if Reading get four points from their final t- uh, from their final two that puts them on 47 so need, we need one point from our final three just to keep us up on goal difference, which is the most stressful end to a season. But but, but that would mean that Huddersfield can only get a maximum of seven, <laughs> one of them being Cardiff, <laughs> away. Yeah. 
and the other one being Sheffield United. Oh my god, it's confirmed promotion. No answers. So if it, I, 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 Max Mix right, if anybody's anyone was coming to this podcast looking for a bit of uh, looking for an answer, you have got the wrong place. You've got an aim as well. I should be good at this, but it's, oh, it's so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we'll know more Thursday. Win and we are all but all but safe. Do all not but... lose. Do yeah. not lose. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. We will come back. So, just to re, re, re remind everybody, we're going to be back Wednesday. So, we're going to do a full preview show on the Cardiff game, which it unfortunately deserves um, on Wednesday night, which will lead us into Thursday. I'm not sure that's a good idea to manage for the nerves uh, for us to build it <laughs> a bit more. Um, yeah. It might gear might everyone up for it a bit more, to be fair. Neil Liversidge correctly says, Danny, remember to set your sky to record on Thursday. It's already set, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, get ready for our instant reaction on Thursday. Whatever the result, get ready for our instant reaction, whether it's a win, a draw, or whether it's a loss. That instant reaction might be a do not miss, to be honest with you, for for how we feel in that game. Um, Yeah. John Morell, I don't know who we've got to play next. Got the sand, got the sand in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> right, please do subscribe. Let's move away from this because it's scrambling. No, I mean, Damien Dunk listens to come scrambling his head. Yeah, me too. Um, please subscribe. We've gained a subscribe while we've been recording, so we are up to 900, 989 subscribers. That means we are 11 away from 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. Which will get Danny to uh, uh, do eat the. Have you, have you worked out what it's called, Danny? Um, Soulstring or something like that. Yes, yeah, it's Soulstream or something like that. Something like that. It's basically um, cemented cod, which is fun. But anyway, as soon as we get to a thousand, I'm just going to send every day videos to Danny about other people eating it. <laughs> um, it's just going to be great. And I think we'll... I've got quite a strong stomach, but we'll wait and see. Taste buds, the one thing I have read about it is that you need to, it's effectively banned from being opened indoors, which is fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Morell says, We'll tweet out a picture of the fish. I will get a picture of the fish and tweet it out. Um, <laughs> the whole fish. Yes. Um, yeah. Please do subscribe. We're, we're so, so close. It'd be great to get there. We're ideally before the Wigan game. But if we can get there before the Cardiff game, that'd be blooming lovely. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody. Please subscribe back Wednesday evening for the audio podcast. The YouTube so the video, sorry, the audio podcast will still be out on Thursday morning, as as as, as the day after, as it would be. Um, Nick, I don't feel better. I don't know about you. I no. don't feel better enough. No, 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 no. 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 I'm I'm, uh, I'm slowly becoming like Danny Glover on the on the. <laughs> it's a weapon. It's a weapon. I really am too old. <laughs> Yeah, get used to it. If we stay up this season, it's going to be exactly the same next season. So get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, feeling about? No, um, no. <laughs> I thought I did, and then I realised it's still majority in our hands. And then I, yeah, no. So, <laughs> Danny, the positive, the positivity I wanted to bring is is it's still there. Come on, do not lose. Do not. That's it. Yeah. Do not lose. Danny? I've just cracked a beer open. That tells you all you need to know. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a leaf out of Joy's book from last week. We want positive thoughts and positive energy. 
and that well, it didn't work on Saturday. But let's wait and see. For one final thing before we go. Is it going to make me feel better? Yes, Victor coming up for a corner. Absolutely, um, for a corner, dying second. I absolutely love that. Victor's going to get a goal before end of the season, I'm telling you. I hope, I, he I, hope he I hope he doesn't have to. Yeah, I hope he doesn't have to come up for another corner. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would I love to do what that Coventry keeper did and catch it and throw it in back at net, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that's good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll also tweet some. I think to wins player of the team goalkeeper of the season, we'll tweet that out. Yeah, if he doesn't, then we'll march on the riot. Correct, correct. Um, thank you for being with us. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify if you listen to the audio as well. And we will see you all on Wednesday evening when the stress levels will be a bit higher. And don't be Miller's. vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood is done again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.